At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And this is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here with the man himself, not <laughs> via Skype like we normally do. But Michael Lombardi it's in the house in Las Vegas. It's Michael. good to be here. See my man Kevin. Of course, I reported for duty to Stephen Bond like I was back yeah. at Valley Forge Military Academy coming to the quad, <laughs> saluting them, ready to go, you know? Steve is running a tight ship today, oh, Michael. Oh, man, I got my shoes shined. I'm ready to go. <laughs> well, again, it's great to have you in town, obviously, for the NFL draft uh, tomorrow right here in Las Vegas. Uh, and I know you've got a lot of family and you've got a lot of uh, people across the league. It, it, it is interesting because I've already had a lot of people reach out. Hey, I'm going to be in town this weekend for the draft. Like Vegas is now almost becoming one-stop shopping, yeah, right? No. And, and now great. it's they're, they're trying to lay claim that, hey, maybe Vegas with the NFL draft, we'll see how it goes. But it feels like this is not just your mundane NFL draft having it here in Vegas. No, I mean, look, they're closing down the strip, right? They're going to have gondolas that are going to take the oh, players man. around. I mean, you know, when I was a fat kid, I used to wait. I take the train from <laughs> Hofstra. I'm still a fat guy, but I mean, I took the train from Hofstra into the city, waited in line. There were only 500 of us up in the third deck of the Sheridan Hotel to watch the draft. And there was no players at the draft, you know. I mean, there was literally, I think John Calipari was one of the first guys. John uh, Capaletti, not mm. Calipari. John Capaletti was one of the first guys ever to go to a draft, and he didn't get picked. He wasn't the first pick overall in the draft. So this has become a, an incredible, incredible event. It really has, and it's something I think the NFL has done a great job of becoming a 365 sport, right? And you've seen it firsthand how it's the evolution of it. I think the NFL draft is a big part of it because, yeah. again, I'm, I'm with you. I remember the days where I was like, oh, the draft's on? Okay. You know, maybe, and then TV coverage started, and it really started to blossom here. 
And, and now we, here we are in Vegas. And the interesting thing about this draft, Michael, and again, I know you're going to get pulled and, and pushed in so many different, different directions here uh, with your family, obviously, your son's still involved in the game. And you look at the quarterbacks, and I always think of the NFL draft and I think quarterbacks. Right. This feels like the most anti quarterback first round that I can recall in some time. You're hearing anywhere from potentially five quarterbacks taken to two quarterbacks taken in this first round. And and you always hear the things, and you know this better than most, there's no first round grades on these quarterbacks, but because of the rules in that fifth year option, right. we're going to get some guys to go in the first round. How do you kind of break down this quarterback draft that you see this year? I hate it. I mean, I think it's to me, you're inventing players. You really are. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, now since the since the turn of the century, since Y2K, we've we've only had one draft, the 2013 draft. E.J. Manuel went 13th overall. And and I was in Cleveland running that draft. And we de even though we had Brandon Whedon, we desperately were looking for a quarterback. And you couldn't invent one. Geno Smith was in that draft. Right. You know, you couldn't invent as much as you wanted to like a guy, you couldn't like him. You know, because at the end of the day, even when you turn that card in, that player has to play good. It isn't, you know, when Mel says you should take the guy, he goes back to Baltimore. When Todd says to take the guy, they go back to Boston. They don't have to worry about it, right? right. You got to live it. You got to worry about it. And you're sitting there saying Malik Willis has never thrown a touchdown pass against a a, a, a major a, a, a power five school. Kenny Pickett's a nice player. Can he hold up? You know, and so I think what we're going to see on draft day is I think we're going to see some of that reluctancy. So all these teams that are rumored to take a quarterback. I mean, yesterday, Carolina uh, general manager came out and said, I, I think a lot of these conversations two days before the draft are to drum up interest. I right. really do. I don't think they're real. And that's always a fascinating part for somebody that's been in those war rooms and done these drafts as you have done year in, year out. How much change can we expect here? And it's, it's so volatile, obviously, in this space of trying to predict who's going to go one, who's going to go two. And the odds, we've seen them switch dramatically here uh, from Hutchinson, and we thought was going to be number one last week. Now it looks like he might be number two. How much of it, it are there still smoke screens now, 24 hours yeah. to go, and we're going to see more smoke coming? Yeah, I think ultimately you're going to see a ton of smoke coming because I think what you're going to see is teams are trying to position themselves, not that they want to do something, but they want to prepare to do something. Right. You know, like Carolina, if an offensive tackle is there or a defensive lineman that they love isn't there, what are they prepared to do? And there's going to be some some surprises. I mean, yesterday there was you know report out that the Texans would take Stingley at this third right. pick overall. You know, look, I don't know in this draft, David, I don't know if you could say there's a surprise. Like, I don't think you could – when you're dealing with a second-round draft, right, and you're really not dealing with an upper echelon of talent, then basically whoever a team takes, you really can't say that's a surprise. You know, like, to me, I know this. If Al Davis were alive and he were running the Oakland Raiders and he was running the Los Angeles Raiders and now the Las Vegas Raiders, Jordan Davis would be the first pick overall in the draft. It wouldn't even be close. Like, that would be done. Like, he sees one tape on 6'6", 345, runs 4485. Boom. He's on my team. Now, get him on my team right now. And so that's the only player in this draft that you would say, Wow. Now, there's a lot of good players in the draft. Sure. But you can't you – just it's the whole Travion Walker thing. You can't say, well, they're, they're taking Walker over – they're both players. There's questions about both players. There's no lock. There's no clean. If you watch Hutchinson play against – if you watch him play against Georgia – Oh, boy. You, oh, boy. There you go. Oh, boy. This is – you know, is this the guy we're getting or mm. are we getting somebody else? So, I think we have to really refrain ourselves from saying, oh, that's a surprise. There's no surprises. There's no surprises in a second-round draft. There's no surprises. I, I'm with you. And, again, that, that's the point here. It does not feel like a strong first round. And we, we see a lot of teams that have multiple picks in this first round. 
And, you know, it was interesting uh, talking about the Chiefs yesterday with their two late first-round picks and what they might do at wide receiver. We're seeing the over-under still at six, being juiced heavily now to the over that we're potentially going to get seven or more, or six or more at least for a push, but seven to cash those tickets for the over for wide receivers. Is this a wide receiver first-round draft because of what you said, the lack of, of real first-round quarterback talent and a lot of question marks around a lot of other guys? I, I think, look, it's so easy for mocks to put receivers in it. They can evaluate them. They see them. Uh, look, I think the question you have to ask yourself, if you're interested in taking a receiver – then you have to go into your scouting room and say to your scouts, what receiver is picked in the second or third round that's going to be better than the guy picked in the first? Like, I would have made that mistake. I liked Keneal Harry coming out a lot. I thought he was better than DK Metcalf, right? They get Metcalf at the bottom of the second. They got the better player, sure. right? That's what you have to avoid. That's what you, you know, Debo Samuel at the top of the second. You you know, a, a Brown in the in the third, in the second round. Right. You, you got to avoid that. You can't pick a guy one and get the same player in the third. And I think that's the receiver market. And this is a draft that's so important from the horizontal perspective. So every draft board is is set up by position. On the left-hand side are, are the are are the grades. Okay. On the top of the board are the positions. And so what, what the horizontal board goes across that way. The vertical board is who's the best at each position. But you might have a receiver graded 62, and you might have a corner graded 62. Somebody's got to make the call who's the better player. Because they're not all the same. Right. And this is a draft which is going to require paying attention to the horizontal board. That's why we can't figure out, we can't act like there's surprises. Because the hor- nobody knows their horizontal board. How, Michael, how prepared as an executive do you think across the landscape of the NFL, here we are 24 hours away, that they feel like, all right, we're pretty sure we're going to get this guy at X spot. And then the trades happen potentially. And then, you know, maybe something goes out of whack. Does the board get completely flipped on its axis because some things happen that you don't anticipate? Well, it does if you're a lover. So there's three kind of people in the draft room, right? There's a static guy, Mike Brown. He's never going to trade. You could offer Mike Brown the South Point. You could offer him Circa. You could offer him everything, right? He ain't moving. He's staying. He's picking. He's static. He's not moving, right? And good for Mike Brown. He's built a good team that way. And then you got the lover. Al Davis was a lover. He wanted one player. He would have done anything to get one player. And then you've got the, the the people that are clusters. They'll go to any cluster, and they don't care who they get because they're going into a cluster of all the same graded players. And so if you are a lover, you're going to trade up to get a guy. This is not a draft to be in love with anybody. This is a draft to be out of love. You know, when I, in 1986, I was in San Francisco, and, and we were uh, Bill Walsh sent me to the blackboard and said, write these three names down on the blackboard. And I did. I wrote down Gerald Robinson, defensive end, Auburn. I wrote down John L. Williams, running back, Florida. Mm. I wrote down Ronnie Harmon, running back, Iowa. And in the next three picks, David, those players went boom, boom, boom. Whoa. And I, and I got my eraser out, my Catholic <laughs> school eraser, and I erased them <laughs> off the board. Okay? And so what do we do? And so Walsh traded down with Dallas. We traded down with Buffalo. All of a sudden, we started refiguring the plan. This draft is going to require people to refigure a plan. Because if you lose a guy that you want or you think you want, you're really not losing anything. I mean, think about it. How many times have you seen a draft? Let's take the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. We want Paxton Lynch. Oh, boy. Okay? You want, there's your team. You want Paxton Lynch. You want him. You want him. You want him. We'll take Dak Prescott. We didn't get him. You got the better player. In the fourth round. In the fourth round. And Paxton Lynch, the Broncos. I mean, there's stories about these that go on endlessly. They go on endlessly. I can remember the Eagles wanted a receiver, Perry Tuttle, from from the Clemson. They had to settle for Mike Quick. Mm. 
Nobody out. heard. Nobody ever heard of Perry Tuttle from Clemson, right? But they all it happens all the time. And you have to be prepared for that. You know, it's interesting because, again, in my D.C. days, I remember certainly with Mike Shanahan when they drafted in the 2012 draft, Robert Griffin III, and they took him second overall. And then in the fourth round, they went and got Kirk Cousins. And right. You know why they did that? Because their horizontal board said, look, we have the same grade on Kirk Cousins that we do on day. Uh, so what did they do? They basically violated the code that you never want to violate. They got a player in the fourth round better than a player they picked second overall. Think about that now. Wow. But because their owner was so stubborn and the, and the punter, as the general manager, was so out of he had no clue. They, you know, he was just going to go whatever they said. I mean, they went down to they, they, you couldn't get guys to throw the ball with RG three. That was common. I mean, there was pro, he was going to have a hard time. Nobody wanted to pay attention. I see my man raising his hand over there. Well, no, you got a minute. You, you got to get. A, my, I, I got to get used to the circumstance. Oh, I got a minute over there. I <laughs> can see. I, yeah, and, and Michael, this is. I'm always good. used to him being in the left hand corner over here. Like he's like Paul Lynn over there at center square. I'm <laughs> like block. Yeah, like yeah, I'm always used to him being there. We got plenty of time. We got two hours today, Michael. That's why I was so. So uh, looking forward to today's show. Obviously, with having you here for the NFL draft, it's going to be fascinating to pick your brain throughout the next two hours. I do want to mention, of course, we're going to have uh, our guy, uh, Steve McAdam. has got great numbers. going to have him on coming up uh, later on this hour. Talk about some MLB numbers that he's already diced up for us and NBA playoffs as well. Oh, and boy. in the second hour, Lou Finicaro is going to join us as well. And I know it's not a huge UFC card, but there is ways to make money on oh, it, There's Michael. always ways to make money so, on it. You know the most money you can make? Bet Toronto tomorrow. Oh, we'll talk about that as well. Come on back. Michael Lombardi in the house right here. It's the Lombardi line. I'm Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call one 800 522 4,700. Back here on the Lombardi line, along with Michael Lombardi himself here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. I am Dave Ross. And Michael, again, it's great to have you in town. First of all, how is the trip East Coast out here to the West Coast? You know what? Too bad. You know, I think once you get to April, those those winds kind of settle down a little yeah. bit. So you don't have that six-hour flight. Now you got it down to four and a half. It was fine. It was good. It was, you know... It was uh, able to work. They've they've lowered the price of the internet on the airplanes. Have you noticed that? No, have they? I haven't. It was like nine dollars on a, on American for the whole flight. I mean, usually about. it's like fifty dollars. They just and then it, plus they want your firstborn, you know. And then you get no service either. Then you oh, I'm sorry, it doesn't work, you know. Well, thanks a lot, you know. You take my money and it still doesn't work. I was shocked by that. I haven't flown in a while. I guess I haven't flown in a while. Yeah, no, me neither. I haven't. I'll have to check that out. Hopefully, it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. Uh, I do want to talk about Jacksonville. We start right at the top of the draft. And while I have you here for the next two hours, we're going to talk a lot of NFL draft here from somebody who has been there, done that at the highest levels. When you look at Jacksonville, yeah. and, and you know it's, look, the Urban Meyer era is over. And you, you feel like now you have adults in the room, potentially. I, I do. I'm curious, because we heard that uh, Trent Balky basically said last week, hey, nobody's calling. Nobody's calling me about this first pick. Nobody is. And he, but was that like to put it out there? Hey, pick up the phone and call me. Oh, he would love to have a phone call, but he, he's Spelky smart enough to know there's nobody that to go to trade up. Same with Houston. Houston knows nobody's good. I mean, nobody would love to trade more than Nick Cesario. He loves it. I mean, he's been part of it. He's seen Belichick for many years right. move down. He needs picks. He knows he needs picks. But nobody's coming up. Again, this is a second-round draft. So we'll see trades but it'll be harder to generate trades. What we might see is trades that are not indicative of the value chart. You might have to settle for a little less to move down. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to settle for a lot less, but you might have to settle for a little less to move down because the value of the draft isn't quite where it, where it should be. This doesn't mean it's a bad draft. It just means that the players, I mean, uh, Brett Veach came out and said, we have what, 15, 16 players, first round grades on right. our board. I mean, I know other teams that have maybe 20 guys first round. So this is what we're dealing with. So 
you know, you grade the players. When you build a draft board, you, you grade players. And then you give them grades that represent a first-round tag. Like, you just don't say, well, pick him in the first round. The, the verbiage must match the grade. Gotcha. And so if there's not enough guys that match the verbiage, how do you pick them? I wonder, too, for your situation, when you see Doug Peterson now walk in with a Super Bowl ring like you have on, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's not just some first-year head coach right. in Jacksonville. How does that dynamic work with this first overall pick between Balky and, say, a new head coach in Peterson? I don't think Peterson wants to be involved. Some of these guys don't want to be involved mm -hmm. in personnel. I don't think they're endearing themselves. They, they, don't want to, they don't want to select the groceries to cook the meal. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just as content to let somebody else do it. They're going to have an opinion, but in terms of the implementation, I mean, you're Jacksonville. The reason you're there is because your team stinks. Right. Let's, you're not one player away, right? <laughs> right. Like, you're not one player away. So, like, let's just start collecting good players. Let's make sure we hit on the players we hit on, whether it's offense or defense. You know, that's why the team's picking them, like the Giants. The Giants have needs at every position. Like, mm. you can't go by what they need. They need everything. Right. The Jets, they could use everything. And so, I, I think what, what Peterson will do is he'll defer to Balky. Balky has always been a guy that has loved to take somewhat of a risk. He likes long, linear players. He drafted Alden Smith in his first draft with Jim Harbaugh. You know, he took Comp Kaepernick. I mean, took Armstead. I mean, there's a profile for guys that draft. Mm. And I think what fans don't understand is there's really only one person, maybe two, at the, at the most two, that know the horizontal board. Like, there's a lot of people that know the vertical board. There's not a lot that knows the horizontal. So that's where Belke will know the horizontal board. So he'll make the call on what they have to do. So let's start right there with that horizontal board because when you are at number one, if they don't trade out, we feel like this is going to be edge rusher. That's going to go down to Jacksonville. Does that make the most sense, whether it's Trayvon Walker or whether or not it's Aiden Hutchinson? And again, it felt like it was Hutchinson, and the numbers have moved dramatically here. Now it's over a $2 favorite that it will be uh, Walker coming out of Georgia here. Who would be number one on that board for you, and who would slide horizontally to number two in that position? Well, for me, I would take Jordan Davis. I mean, I'm, um, I'm, I was brazed on the out day. I mean, because here's they say, well, you, Jordan Davis doesn't rush the passer, and I've said this before. Jordan Davis might be the best pass rusher in the draft. He won't have it. He won't get sacks for it, but he'll 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 push the guards back into the quarterback's face, which is ultimately what deters a quarterback more than anything. Right. You know. So to me, the way he plays, the way his style of play, he could be the best player in the draft. But I think what Balky wants to do is fix, get the guy who has as much upside as anybody. So, and Walker has a lot of upside, even though, you know, when you look at his numbers, nine and a half sacks, 29 games, the numbers aren't there. That's why analytically the analytical community isn't going to love Walker as much as the, as they love Hutchinson, mm. but Hutchinson's level of comp at some point, isn't always as good. That Georgia tape really suffers, right? You know, Thibodeau's the guy that probably is the most polarizing guy of the draft because he has such a higher ceiling. There's moments where he has demonstrated rareness, but there's moments where he just disappears from the game. And that's we're talking about these edge rushers because we believe at least when you look at Thibodeau, possibly those three are going to go uh, in the, the top ten. I, I, it feels safe to say that, and we'll yeah, find out so. if that plays out, right? I mean, I think so. Look, I, I think Houston's an interesting team because when you study Lovey Smith – I think Lovey will have an influence with 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 Nick. You know, Lovey is about the defensive front. Right. So it's about a three technique. Where's Warren Sapp? It's about a right end. Where's Simeon Rice? It's about a left end. Where's Reagan Upshaw? It's about a Will linebacker. Where's Derek Brooks? It's about a strong safety. Where's John Lynch? I mean, when you talk about the Bucks, 
You don't talk about their corner. I mean, Rondi Barber, I mean, Lynch is in the Hall of Fame, but if you asked anybody on the Bucks oh, coaching man. staff, right, who the best player on the Bucks was, they say Barber. On the defense, they say the best secondary player was Barber. Right. Even though Lynch is in the Hall of Fame. So the point here is, is I could see him taking a corner because if they want to play some man-to-man, -man, they're, they're certainly hurt at corner. But I also think if you go back to what they want to be, they want to be a team that is can dominate up front, and they haven't been able to do that. I mean, Lovey in Chicago when they got to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman, a quarterback. Look at that defense, right? And that's so, exactly what Lance he wants Briggs, to right? Burlackers, they want to build that again. Uh, and I think that's what they'll go back to. Now the problem is there's not a lot of guys like that. Yeah, they're hard to find. They're not it's hard, hard to find, right? And the, the interesting thing here is we talk about offense, offense, offense all the time. And yet we we're suspecting that the top three players might all be defensive players. And then maybe at four with the Jets, do we look offensive tackle now? Or? I think they look, the Jets need everything. And, and you know, what's they need a corner. I don't see them being a corner because to me, their scheme is not inducive to drafting. They want to play in the Pete Carroll system. You play 80 to 90% of zone. Okay, people think Pete Carroll's system is based on man. It's not. It's based on zone. It turns into man, but it's off coverage. You need guys that can. I mean, they drafted Richard Sherman in the fifth round. Right. Right. Maxwell, I think they drafted in the sixth. I mean, those two guys were were the two starting corners on their on their Super Bowl team. So, I do think that that they can find those players maybe later. It would seem a lot to pay, but Gardner's a guy that everybody seems to be endeared to. So it's Stingley has huge upside if he could get past the durability. So for me, I think ultimately you would see if there's a defensive lineman there, the Jets could take them. Now they get Lawson back from last year. The strength of their team was their defensive front. You know, and I think if they could add to it, it would really help them. You know, it's interesting because when you get to five, I think some of the intrigue begins there with the Giants too because, again, they've got two picks here uh, in the top ten. And, and I look at the Giants, and I look at the top five. And you made the point right off the top of the show. When you're drafting this high, look at the quarter. Look at the coaches. They're all either first or second year guys. Yeah. And Brian Dable obviously in his first year in New York. Does he want to go offense there? Is it protection for Daniel Jones to see what they have, or we might go in another direction? I now? think for for Brian Dable, I think he wants to make sure there's as much as limited risk as possible on the player. So like, would he take Jordan Davis? Well, he might think Jordan Davis has a weight problem. So I don't want to take that risk. Ah, See what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, I want the cleanest player on the board. So what, what ultimately happens if you're the Giants and their Giants grading system. So you have to, to understand the draft. You have to understand the team's grading system. The Giants grading system is built on size speed. It was done by George Young. What really started with, with Gil Brandt in Dallas. It mm -hmm. went to Bucko Kilroy in New England. But it's, it's a lettering system where you want players who meet the height, weight, and speed requirements at the position. Okay. And if they do that, they get a letter I next to their name. Okay. If they don't, they get another letter, D, C, depending on what the, where they tag, what they lack. Okay. What the Giants want to do is they want to draft I players. They want to draft I players. And so what they'll do is in this draft is they'll take the two cleanest players who match their size speed requirements. And I don't think it matters what position they take because I think Dayball is more about we've got to get good players. Yeah, and I look at it there and I go, if Aquanu is there at four or five for the Jets and or Giants, they got to be thinking, my goodness, the, good news for us if we can get maybe arguably the best tackle, if not at least on paper one or two with Neil, that you look at him and go. But they could use anything. I mean, they right. could take. I mean, they could easily take Cross, who might be the best tackle in the draft. Oh, wow. Quan could be the best guard in the draft. I mean, people are thinking they could kick him into guard, you know, and certainly he could help. He's going to be a good player. Cross has legitimate left tackle skill set. Long. He's only 20 years old. 
you know, I mean, he's not going to turn 21 until the season. You know, one thing about this draft is you always want to take a young player. Play, young youth matters. Gotcha. Back with Michael Lombardi and Steve Mackinan next, right here in Vista, the Sports Betting Network. is here for only $59. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets. Jonathan Montobel is going to have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, yeah, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Back alongside Michael Lombardi, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. We are here at the South Point Casino in Las Vegas as we prepare for the NFL draft. But, Michael, we're going to take a quick detour and bring in our guy that we bring in each and every Wednesday with some of the very best numbers in the business. He is, of course, Steve Mackinnon. And, Steve, we want to talk a little Major League Baseball to begin this segment here because I was looking through your notes, and it is, I don't want to say appalling, but it is stunning when you see the lack of offense that we've seen through 237 games here to begin the Major League Baseball season. What do you attribute this to? And do you think these trends might continue? Or as the temperatures rises, we're going to get some more run scored. Oh, well, hey, great to be with you, Dave. I just want to say to Michael, great to see you live in the studio. I don't think I've ever been on a show with you where you were live in person. So great to see you again, Mike. Great to catch up with you. Absolutely. Uh, it is. And it's great to have Michael here. Uh, and we'll get his audio hooked up here in one second, Steve. But I do want to ask you about that trend, because, again, you mentioned in 2021, through a similar time period at the start of the season of the first 235 games, there are 8.66 runs scored per contest. Now it's down to 8.04. That is a dramatic drop off. It certainly is dramatic. And, you know, the interesting thing about this is I think uh, this weekend, a lot of this started coming out to the public. Some of the mainstream uh, reporters started uh, kind of sharing some of these statistics. And I know even on Beeson this week, it's kind of gained some steam. So I hope so. I hope readers get a chance to actually go through some of the details of what I've presented here, because this is dramatic. And I think it comes down to two uh, two specific factors in my eyes. One, the ball change for this year. I, I don't think that has been... Uh, I guess, publicized enough, uh, especially in the uh, betting world. So uh, that's a big thing. It's the, the, the ball's a little lighter. It's designed to not hit as many home runs. So that's why we're seeing a dramatic drop in that. The other thing is the pitch com, the new technology that uh, allows the communication of the uh, pitch signals to, uh, by uh, with the, uh, I guess, an earpiece or whatever it is. So uh, it, it's, it's, uh, dramatically uh, influenced the game this season, uh, and I, I don't think this is the end of it. I mean, hmm. even you think last night we had a, a big night of runs scored by 2022 standards. It was only eight overs, seven unders. So we're looking at something that I think is going to last for a while until the uh, odds makers catch up to what the real numbers are right now. Steve, let me ask you, what is what did they do to the baseball? Like, what are they what are they sewing something differently? Like, mm -hmm. what did they do? 
It sounds like it's got a little bit of different core in it. One, so from what I've read, it, last year there were both balls were used. There were two different balls. One was a little bit heavier. One was a bit, little bit lighter to test for this coming season. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that there was too much offense before, but it looks like Major League Baseball felt that, and they've decided to go with the, the lighter ball full time now. You know, it's fascinating because I think they, they were the – impetus was we got to like make these games quicker yeah right and I don't know if this is going to get to where they want to go obviously with, with uh, the designated hitter now in the National League but Steve I look at this thing and I see here that every single National League team even though now pitchers don't hit anymore right as of Monday they've gone under the total in at least 50 percent of their games so like all of a sudden <laughs> we're going to get more offense in the National League not really right Steve Okay, so this is another interesting angle here that the National League runs uh, through Sunday had dropped by 0.39 runs per game in, in National League versus National League. Overall, by 0.62. So you figure that the, the massive influence has been on the American League. So while the National League has dropped slightly, the American League is where the real uh, impact has come. So, Steve, it, it, you know, in your notes, you put that two-thirds of the league bullpens have uh, boosted their ERAs under 385 is this just great pitching or another reflection of the ball and what's going on with the league got to be a reflection of it michael i, I think uh, you look at the offense being down entirely you get fresh pitching in there they got an even better advantage and uh again i, I don't want to just point this all towards the ball because i think the sign stealing the the, the mm. advantage maybe that was maybe bigger than we than we were led to believe uh, the, the advantage that the offense had in those scenarios. I would just say this, and this is kind of neither here nor there. Listening to Chris Bassett last night after the Metropolitans uh, beat the Redbirds again, I, I'm starting to love this guy because he basically called this out. And he said, look, Major League Baseball knows that the ball, uh, to his word, sucks. Right. And they want not, this, right? Right, right. And, and they're not doing anything about it. And what Steve's pointing out is what Chris Bassett's pointing out. Everybody knows this secret about the ball. And yet, to Chris Bassett's point, they're not doing anything about it. You see Pete Alonso get drilled in the head last night. A lot of these pitchers can't control this baseball. It is lighter, to Steve's point. And that's why you're seeing some guys go, man, I'd almost rather these pitchers have a little substance on the ball so they know exactly where it's going. Because, Steve, it does seem like we're seeing a lot of more hit-by-pitches. Certainly the Metropolitans are feeling that way, too. Yeah, that's uh, just one angle on this. Uh, another thing I think we want to focus on is this almost feels like a rug pull by, by Major League Baseball on some teams. Because you look at some of the teams whose offense is down dramatically this season. You talk about the Yankees, uh, the Red Sox, the White Sox. These are teams that were built for home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long ball driving and runs in that regard. Now they weren't, if they didn't prepare enough for what the difference was going to be this season, you see guys that were hitting 40 homers. These are probably going to be 30, 30 to 32, uh, 31 homer guys are probably going to be 20. You know what I mean? The, that's going to be a big difference here as the, the production that these teams are counting on and maybe even their ability to compete against teams that are using a different strategy to score runs. Let, let's shift to the NBA. I know you got a bunch of notes on that. You're talking about game six coming up, Toronto, Philadelphia. Give us your breakdown. Heartbreak, you say that in game six, the road team dominates. Is that true? I can't see where Sixers uh, dominating. I can't find that. <laughs> okay, it has been. That's been the case, though. I mean, this, this round one, you, you get to a sixth game, where the, especially when that road, road team has the lead in the series. They have been very good at closing out here. 
Now, game six road teams in general are on a 21 and 12 straight up and 24 and nine spread run over the last nine seasons. That's pretty significant. 72.7. Now we got four games coming up here in the next couple of days with road six uh, game sixes where the road teams are either slightly favored or favored by up to like three points or so. Now, that uh, could be a nice a nice opportunity for uh, betters to uh, take advantage of what has been a, a pretty much road domination. You know, what's interesting, too, gentlemen, is last night we had the first anomaly, right? We had Atlanta not win the game, but they stayed within the number. Right. It's literally the first time that's happened for them all year. But, Steve, when you look at your numbers that you have here through the first 85 games of the postseason, uh, the winners, 116 uh, 0.5 points per game or 0.6 points per game. The losers just 104.1. So that winning margin, uh, 84 and one right now. So it looks like, man, if you're winning, you're covering more often than not. Is that what the notes are, are kind of uh, adjusting there? Historically, that's been the case. Now let's go back to the game sixes here. Winners are on a 21 and 0 spread run. So they've uh, over the last nine season, 21 straight wins by uh, by game six uh, team. So um, keep that in mind. Uh, obviously the spreads are pretty close, but don't think you're going to get an underdog and uh, they're, they're going to pull what Atlanta did last you know, night. It, it kind of explains, because I look at this Toronto and how is Toronto just is still a dog in the series mm. after they've dominated the last two games. And I think a lot of this is the book is looking at the history of these notes that Steve have is what's to me making that number stay where I, I don't understand how, they're not the favorite in this game. I really don't. But I think, Steve, your numbers indicate that they shouldn't be because of the past history. Yeah, no, I, I hate to focus so much on the last two games because the three games before that were completely different. So uh, it's possible Philadelphia puts it together here for game six and just ends the series. And historically, that's been the case. And that would be the same then, Steve, for Phoenix, right? They go up three games to two last night at home. And now they're going to go back to the smoothie center. I just love, love saying the smoothie center. But historically, <laughs> do they sell smoothies in there? <laughs> they think? have to. They don't have they? to, right? You got to have awesome. the vendors with yeah. smoothies. But Steve, it would again indicate that this might be bad news as well for New Orleans, right? Well, it sure does look that way. I, I mean, you have to be pretty surprised with a 28 game difference in regular season wins that this is even pushing the six. Now, I think this. What we're looking at in these trends actually would would apply more to that type of series and. Uh, uh, more more so than the, what should be a more competitive Philly-Toronto series. Uh, Steve, we always appreciate your time and the numbers. Again, you got to check them out, Points Spread Weekly. They are fascinating and they are money makers uh, if you follow the uh, money, as Steve does here on VEASAN. Appreciate the time, as always, my friend. We'll thank catch you, up Steve. again next appreciate week. Appreciate it. Good seeing you again. Yeah, thank you, guys. Enjoy the draft. Can't wait. And when we come back, we're going to talk more NFL draft since we have Michael Lombardi in the house right here on the Lombardi line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know who's going to score the first basket? We'll take a fearless shot in the NBA playoffs with BetMGM. Just place a single first basket score prop bet on any NBA playoff game or create a parlay of multiple first basket scores. Uh, bets from different games. If your wager loses, we're going to receive your original stake back and free bets up to $25. With first basket score insurance from BetMGM, now you can throw down that bold bet with confidence. So don't miss all the exciting NBA postseason action with the King of Sportsbooks featuring one-game parlays, live betting options, daily boosted odds specials on some of the biggest showdowns in basketball. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada or New York. Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi line. We are here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. The NFL draft is here. Yeah. In fabulous 
Las Vegas. It was in the script all week. Fabulous Las Vegas. Do you find it fabulous? You know, I mean, every time I come here, I, th I think back to the time when I worked here in 1981. I mean, and I remember the town being so small and the airport being you could actually pull up and pick somebody up. And then I was telling Millie when we, we got that way, and like, wow, this airport just blows me away. It's unbelievable. That's great. No, it's fun. It's awesome. You yeah, know, it's great. It's great. It's great for the NFL. I mean, you know, they, they moved. When they started to move the draft, the enthusiasm for the draft even increased further. It did. You know, and the cities that go to it have embraced it. And, you know, they're going to close down the strip. 300,000 people are coming to Vegas. I mean, it's awesome. It's great. Just to hear names called. I mean, isn't that amazing? It really is. And, again, I was there, covered a couple of them in Chicago when they started the rotation basis two years in a row back-to-back -back in Chicago. Those are fun drafts yeah. to attend. Th th this is going to be fun because this is going to be a draft of, of – unpredictability because mm -hmm. the mocks which guide the the coverage aren't necessarily are going to be even worse more wrong than ever mm. because there's so many players clustered together you know and there's so much misinformation out there that you know you you've got to go back to what you believe the core of the draft is which is a second round draft and again you mentioned misinformation a lot of that is by design certainly from the powers that be because they want to get out smoke screens so that you don't ex exactly know the other teams and the executives where they're going to go i wonder if this is a smoke screen or if you take it at face value with what david tepper the owner of the carolina panthers said and i summarize by saying he says we're good at quarterback and we're good with sam Darnold." so they're going to be drafting at number six that's where everybody believes that the first quarterback, if it is to be in play, would be in play at six. We've heard a lot of rumors that it could be Kenny Pickett. It could be Mike Willis. We'll find out if they're really going to go to quarterback. What do you make of David Tepper's comments? And do you believe the owner that he says, nah, we actually do believe in Sam Darnold. And we did pick up his option. He's coming back for a fifth year. And we'll see how this works out in year two with Sam Darnold. Well, I think you got to go back a little bit here. You know, when they, when they hired Matt Rule. You know, they hired Joe Brady, kind of an inexperienced, but very media, you know, because of the the, the success at LSU, mm -hmm. he came in with a lot of credibility and from a media, and it didn't really work out that way. And so Matt made a change, and he brings in Ben McAdoo. And McAdoo is, for whatever his experience was as the Giants head coach, he did a really good job with Eli. They won 11 games the next year as a head coach. And, you know, he's Matt Rule's got to trust what McAdoo believes in quarterbacks. And so, you know, look, this draft at six it, it is not there. And, and let's go to Tepper. Tepper is a guy who's made a not, – not billions. I mean, he may not be able to buy Twitter, but he would be close, okay? <laughs> so this is a very, very wealthy man. He didn't make all this money because somebody just gave him a house in Beverly Hills. Like, he's earned it, right? Okay. And he's an analytical person. You know, and he if, he, if he understands value more than any human being on the planet, that's his life is value, mm. right? So for him to sit there and say, let me take a chance on a quarterback, even though he's not worth it, that would go against every dollar that David Tepper's ever made in his life. Like, he's never gone against that logic, mm. right? So why all of a sudden does he enter the NFL and become somebody he's not, right? So what, what I think what they need to do is, is they can't invent one. So they go through the draft. They only have that six pick. Maybe they trade down to get some more picks, you know, but at six, there's no way they can justify taking a quarterback at that pick. There's no way. So they're going to have to do the David Crosby, Stephen Stills, Graham Nash. They're going to have to love the one they're with. They are. <laughs> and that would be Sam Darnold. And he's going to be coming back. It's going to be his job, at least at the top. Very quickly to that end. I find that fascinating. Um, Matt Rule 
Is he on the hot seat with David Tepper? Or well, this is what I love. Uh, what I love, two things about the draft. I love the plays people use to demonstrate how good the player is, when in reality those plays really show how bad the player is. That's A. B, the other thing I love is when you go read anything about, go to any mock draft, and you'll see Matt Rule must take a quarterback. He's on the hot seat. If he takes a quarterback, he's guaranteed to get fired. Absolutely. He's guaranteed. Like, there's it's no logic. For him that they don't take a quarterback. He, he's got to make if, – if Matt Rule's going to have any success, it's to get Sam Darnold. Look, they're not going to stop Sam Darnold from turning the ball over. It's going to be hard. Right. But they were playing good. They were 3-0 last year. Their defense was playing good. And then – Christian McCaffrey got hurt. They had, fell apart. Their offense wasn't good enough. They're, they need a left tackle more than they need anything. Mm. They can't block. They need that badly. If he can get, if he can get Donald to play to a certain level. Look, nobody's in love with Donald, but are you in love with? Are you in love with Kenny? Kenny Pickett's. Okay. So let's play this through, okay? You follow the advice of the mock drafts and you take Pickett at six. You show up to the first practice, all the players are going to say, he's, he don't throw the ball as good as our guy. Mm. Like, he's not going to walk on the field and say, wow. When Lamar Jackson walked on the field in Baltimore, oh, they yeah. all went, wow. They all went, wow. You know, they all said, wow, where did we get this guy from? Oh. And then when they started to chase him, they went, wow, wow. Like, we can't catch. Like, there's got to be a wow factor. You've got to sell the player you draft to your team. I, I think that exactly when you looked at Lamar Jackson, by the way, last pick of the first round when they got him. Think about that, what you just said. Lamar Jackson, Heisman Trophy winner, okay? He won game, almost beat Clemson in Clemson, okay? If the if the yardsticks were on the same side yeah. like they are in the NFL, that kid's going to get a first down over yep. there. They're going to beat Clemson that night. All right, but they didn't. Unbelievable career at Louisville. He's the 32nd pick in the draft. Meanwhile, we're talking about Malik, Malik Willis being the sixth pick when those two guys aren't even in the same sentence. Like, how does that – like, you've got to be able to explain that. Like, that's why past drafts determine future drafts. Everybody says, well, you know, this corner's going to go. With the, you realize Deion Sanders was the fifth pick overall in a draft? I do. Like, uh, think about insane. that. It's insane, it's right? It's absolutely insane. And again, Lamar Jackson, if memory serves, I think was the fifth quarterback taken. He was the fifth. And the only reason they took him, and this is undisputable fact, is the owner said, why don't we just take a chance on the guy at 32? We'll get the fifth year. And they went ahead and did. They, they had ample opportunity to pick him. They'll all take credit for it now. That's the one thing about great drafts. They all take credit for it now. But that's the fact. That's the fact. They traded up to get him to get the fifth year. This was a Steve Bashotti pick more than any pick. Okay, so and now because of what you just said, they they said Bashotti said, let's get it so we get that fifth year control, right? For a potential franchise quarterback, which has worked out. Now Lamar's gonna try to work out this deal. I don't know if that's a good strategy or not. How many of these teams here are going to rush in the first round to take a quarterback just because of that fifth year control that they're gonna have? And we see this play out now. Every year, whether or not we're going to pick up the option. This is now a, a, a conversation that execs have to have with agents and players every single year. Right. But then you got to ask yourself, do we want the fifth year? Right. Do we really want to the spend Baker that Mayfield money? scenario. Do we want the fifth year? I mean, are we going to want it? Now, Malik Willis, you take Malik Willis. He's a year away from being a year away. Okay, so you know that you better get – if you want you – know, so you're going to lose – if you take him in the second, he's really only going to be a three-year player for you because he's not going on the field next year. There's right. no way. All right, so would you do it? Again, it comes back down to the grade. It really comes back down to what you believe in, you know, and then ask yourself this question. Like, like two years ago, Patrick and I were doing the show – 
And Sam Howell was playing lights. I thought Sam oh, Howell yeah. had a chance to be a really good player. Like, is Sam Howell that much worse? If you fix some of the things with Sam Howell that's gone wrong with him, if you understand his background and what he's gone through in his life and all those things, could you fix that as opposed to how good will Sam Howell be compared to Kenny Pickett? You can get Sam Howell maybe in the second round. You can get him in the third. You know, Carson Strong from Reno. I'm told reliably that Pittsburgh, if they don't go with a quarterback, they could take Strong in the second. Hmm. That is going to be fascinating. So the, again, the, the point is, is all these guys are clustered together. Yeah, there's, there's no separation with these None. quarterbacks. But the only thing that feels like a driving force for these execs to take quarterbacks in the first round is just that fifth year. But I think what we're missing a boat on, these owners are more involved in this draft than ever. You want to know why? Because the the Deshaun Watson contract, because they broke that they broke that third wall down. Right. When Deshaun got fully guaranteed, Ugh. these owners are now saying to themselves, "Wait a minute, we ain't going to guarantee it, and we're not going to throw this money around to a player." I think there's more involvement ever. I really do. I, again, there's so many tentacles and moving parts and pieces here to these decisions and how they get made. Certainly for first round quarterbacks, but that's certain certainly something to keep an eye on. When we come back here, Michael, I do want to talk about Debo Samuel and what's going on yep. with San Francisco and how that might affect not only San Francisco, but the wide receiver market if he's, in fact, on the move here in the next 24 hours. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi is here in studio. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.